0: When you ask somebody to pray for you, you know, it's kind of feels like what we talked about on Monday. It was a little mm-hmm. bit different. What do you usually ask prayer for? No. Oh. So Paul asks for prayer yeah. in this chapter. And like you said on Monday, Dad, it's not for his eyes, for something no. else. No, it's, and, and it's not even that he gets out of prison. Yeah, he's sitting in prison. Doesn't even yeah. Ask him to get out of prison we're gonna see what he asks for for in today's text here we're in Ephesians chapter 6 you're listening to between the lines I'm junior and I'm Scott and you want to get started in verse one junior yep it says children obey your parents because you belong to the Lord for this is the right thing to do now you
1: could have quoted that by memory. I think yeah, that's the that very verse. first verse you ever memorized. That's right. You could barely talk. You ever and hear of people Mom made sure that
0: you had that verse memorized. <laughs> you ever hear people weaponizing scripture? Well, this is how <laughs> I. Was wep- yeah, that, that was a clobber verse. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good verse to know. Yeah. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that you want you- to read that again.
1: Verse two again. <laughs>
0: No, I think I've said this
1: before, yeah, Junior. I, I've, I feel very honored by you and just oh, good. by your words and your actions, behavior, and all of that as, as your, your siblings as well.
0: Okay. Well, it's because you made me memorize these verses. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you uh, well, to be honest, it's because you're easy to honor. But verse three, it says, if you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life in the earth. Fathers do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather bring them up with discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Of course,
1: we spend a lot of time talking about this in our child training series. But what you know, how do how do fathers uh, how do fathers anger their children, and, and why do you think fathers? It says fathers here, it doesn't say mothers.
0: Mm-hmm. Because fathers are the main discipliners, in my opinion. Yeah. I think they should be. I think that does fall on them a little bit, and I do think it's
1: part for the whole because it does say right above this, honor your father and mother. Yeah. So kids are to honor their mothers as well. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah.
0: But also, um, going to your question about how do they provoke their children' to anger? From what I understand, and you correct me if I'm wrong, Dad, and I will honor you. But <laughs> it's uh, double standards. I think that's one of the key ways. Yes, yeah. yeah.
1: The word here is frustrate. You know, don't frustrate your children. And I think that by being hypocritical. By telling kids to do one thing and then you living a different way, telling your kids not to lie and then they hear you lying, yeah, that that builds frustration within a child. It's one of the best ways to have an angry child when they get into their high school years yep. by them seeing hypocrisy. Uh,
0: I've had a few friends that I grew up with almost as siblings at my small school, and that uh-huh. I don't talk. They don't want anything to do with me or any of, anything in their child anymore because of that very thing yeah. they just saw so it's much very abo- hypocrisy in their house. Verse five says, slaves, obey your earthly masters with deep respect and fear. Serve them sincerely. Now we've talked about slavery in the New Testament. I don't think we need to unpack that as much. I I don't think it is a stretch, dad. You can correct me, but I don't think it's a stretch to say if you are a worker, really what he's saying is obey your earthly boss with deep respect and fear. It doesn't matter how they treat you. You obey them with deep respect and And some of the
1: trouble is even understanding the word here because there was different types of slaves and the Roman system was very different than what we understand slavery to be. You got to remember, slavery goes all the way back into all of human history. Yeah, yeah. And it was and, a career for a lot world. of people. It was um, a
0: chosen career for some people.
1: Yes, yes. Bond servants, in fact, yeah. the word here is doulos, which is a bond servant, which is somebody who, they may have been sold into slavery at one point because of a debt, but then they chose to remain in slavery because it did offer security. And most yeah. slaves in a Roman system were paid as yeah. well. Yeah. But at the same time, Paul also told Philemon to release his slave and he did tell slaves in another place that if you can get your freedom, get it. Yeah. So he's, he's not encouraging the system. It's just that was the reality of the system that they lived in. And so he says, okay, make the best of it now.
0: Yep. To serve them sincerely as you would serve Christ. And again, it's not a stretch to think about that today as you head into work with your supervisor or boss. Serve them as you would serve Christ. Try to please them all the time. Not being a people pleaser, but try to please them all the time. Not just when they are watching you as slaves of Christ. Do the will of God with all your heart. Mm. Work with enthusiasm as though you were working for the Lord rather than people. Remember that the Lord will reward each one of us for the good we do, whether we are slaves or free masters, Treat your slaves in the same way. Don't threaten them. Remember mm. you have the same master in heaven. And he has no favorites. I, you know, dad, I I'm there. Church critics are dime a dozen. So this is not a, this is not a slam on the church dad. I'll mm-hmm. just say this in my own experience that some of the hardest, not some of, I think the top hardest bosses I've ever had to work for had been people that were in the church. Hmm. Some of my favorite bosses were people outside the church. Hmm. Now I, I believe the church is beautiful and, and the best people I've ever met. Cream of the crop is the church. But I, I will say that if you are a boss, if you are a supervisor and you are a believer, you should be a dang good boss. Yeah. Super doesn't mean you give them your, their way all the time, no. but you shouldn't have a temper. You should lead with, you yeah. should be,
1: Yeah, there's huge, huge ramifications for anybody who is in a position of authority in the world who's not representing Christ well, because that's a major reflection on Jesus. So it's a big deal.
0: Uh, You want to take it? Sure. All right, a
1: final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Oh, I love this section. This is one of my favorite sermon series we ever did was armor. Verse 11, put on all of God's armor. I'm picturing Paul who's sitting in prison looking at his guard who has all of these armor pieces on. And so then he goes through and he lists all of these. He says, so put on the armors that you will be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. The devil, meaning diabolos is the word here. And and the word devil means divider. So against the strategies of the divider, because Uh, what the devil wants to do he wants to divide us from God, and he wants to divide us from each other. That's funny. It's the
0: strategies. It's the first time I've seen that because when I was a kid, in the KJV is how I always read the Bible at my the school, wilds. and it was like, yeah. And I was like, what does that mean? Wiles of the devil. <laughs> He's a wily, He's a wild creature. man.
1: <laughs> For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So this is a this is a spiritual war that's going on. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you'll still be standing firm. Stand your ground. And this is where he goes through it all. Putting on the belt of truth. That's at the centerpiece. Truth. Understanding what the truth is in God's word. And the body armor, which is the breastplate, the body armor of God's righteousness. That's what protects us, Is what Jesus did for us. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news of the gospel so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. And that that literally means hot words, those fiery darts, the hot words that is the discouraging and the attacking words of the divider, the evil one. And then put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's the only offensive weapon that he lists that the Romans had. The only offensive weapon that the soldier had was the word of God. That's all we have. And that's what Jesus used when the devil attacked him in the wilderness. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Now the prayer is different um, in, in from all of these other armor pieces in that prayer was to be included with every armor piece. So it wasn't separate from the belt of truth or separate from the sword of the spirit or the breastplate of righteousness. It was prayer in all of this and everything you're to be praying at all times and stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere and pray for me too. Now this is what you're, this is what you introduced and what's he asked for. Ask God to give me the right word so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for Jews and Gentiles alike.
0: That's why one of our favorite prayer requests is when somebody yeah. prays, I pray that I might be able to share my faith. Yeah, that's, I love that. Yeah, that's that's Paul's prayer.
1: Prayer for my witnessing to my coworker, my family member.
0: He did not pray that the chains around him as he wrote this. No, and he says, I'm he in really, chains now. Yeah,
1: Still preaching this message. As God's ambassador. In fact, in Philippians, which is another, you know, another epistle, he says, I see it as a good thing that I'm in chains because now the gospel witness has gone through. And these all prisons of aren't sky. nice prisons. No, they're horrible places. <laughs> so I am in chains now, still preaching this message as God's ambassador. So pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. Wow. Man of faith. He's been in heaven now for two thousand years, but what a great example he leaves for us. Yeah. And what a truly means to live by that faith and to follow Jesus no matter what. Right. All right,
0: well, let's go over uh, Proverbs. You probably want to read verses 21 through 24 oh, as well. Oh, did I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I guess we got <laughs> we got another, another couple of paragraphs. Yep. Sorry
1: about that. All right. Uh, to bring you up to date, Tychicus will give you a full report about what I am doing and how I'm getting along. He is a beloved brother and faithful helper in the Lord's work, this is like final greetings. What a cool words, thing! If you're stuff, a ticket case,
0: what a what an awesome yeah. thing to have written about you in yeah. God's word. And yeah, you got in the Bible, and it's a good thing. A Faithful helper, <laughs> just a faithful helper. Yeah. Wow, I, I feel like I have some of those friends. Where I just yeah. like, you know, man, you're just you're just there when I need help. Yeah, that's
1: that's right. I have sent him to you for this very purpose to let you know how we are doing and to encourage you. Peace be with you, dear brothers and sisters, and may God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you love with faithfulness. May God's grace be eternally upon all
0: who love our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. Well, Proverbs chapter seven. This is one of the Proverbs that a woman told us she's going to stop listening to this podcast because it says another warning about immoral women. Um, and that kind of bothered her that there was so <laughs> much about immoral women women, but uh we don't write this stuff that we read. No, it's 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 there. <laughs> um, and uh, sorry about that, uh,
1: lady. But uh, that's I mean, there is. There's a lot in the Bible about about uh, immorality in general. And he's he's talking to young men, and so he's warning them against those that would subdue them and take them down. Um, but there, I I, I really like verse four when he says, "Love wisdom like a sister." Now, that's interesting. So in other words, it was just understood you love your sister. So, hey, guys out there, love your sisters. Love wisdom like a sister. Make insight a beloved member of your family. So he's saying you need to love wisdom in the way that you love your sister. And then he says this. This is what I find interesting. Let them hold you back from an affair with an immoral woman from listening to the flattery of an adulterous woman. So he's saying that just as a good sister is able to kind of see through what other women are like and whether or not this woman is going to be good for you. And and by the way, guys, again, if you got sisters, pay attention to their thoughts about whatever girl you're interested in because they've got some pretty good insight. So pay attention to that. But that's not the point of this. (laughs) The point is look to wisdom like you would look to a sister and let wisdom guide you and make sure that you choose wisely when it comes to the women in your life.
0: Yep. All right. Well, hey, here's something cool. Tonight yeah. at sundown starts Hanukkah. Yeah. And so my family tonight will be lighting our first candle on Hanukkah. It's a beautiful it story. It's Hanukkah, the story of, right? It's not Hanukkah? Uh, yeah. If you go in Israel, it's really Hanukkah. I don't yeah. know if I'm saying it right. But um, yeah, I, not I'll not stop gonna, saying it because I'm, I'm getting not the microphone. I'm not going it's even try. <laughs> but no, it's, uh, it's, uh, the, the story of Hanukkah is beautiful. In fact, yeah, okay. Jesus referred to Hanukkah. Jesus yeah. cel- Jesus himself celebrated yeah. Hanukkah, and Jesus even said, That whole idea of I am the light of the world actually comes from that. He he was referring to the lighting of the menorah. And so um, many people don't understand that. But today, as many people light Hanukkah, Jesus said, I am the light.
1: Let me encourage you this, too, because we've got a lot of people who have no clue what the story of Hanukkah even is. And it is a beautiful story. Google it. Just do a quick Google, you know, what is the story of Hanukkah? And then spend some time. Maybe as a read family. a children's version.
0: It's pretty complex.
1: Yeah, you know. But um, yeah, maybe it is a, a beautiful children's story. version is yeah, yeah.
0: is would be a little bit better because
1: yeah. the, you want to get the short version before you start looking at the long version. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but it is a beautiful holiday. I know yeah. I love it. I'm I'm glad it's during it is, on it the Christmas is time. to me.
0: So I don't want to get on backs, but it, to me it's just too bad that Christians don't celebrate it as yeah. much because Jesus celebrated it. We follow yes. Jesus. Come on, why don't we celebrate what Jesus celebrated? <laughs> So maybe get a shot, light a candle tonight. But happy Hanukkah for those who celebrate and for my Jewish friends. Happy Hanukkah. Have a good day today. We'll see you tomorrow.